WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, slap nuts. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. This is Pat Patterson. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. Bottle boom! Realest guys in the world. How you know? I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes with your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. You can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker, 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 Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. Some legends are told, some turn to dust or to gold, but you will remember me. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout-out to our very fine sponsors, Gerwick.net, TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans. And if you are joining us over at WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com, or Gerwick.net, any of those three places, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a new year. I got all the plugs right. Go me. I'm your host, Lindsay Warren. Joining me, as always, is my ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin'. Really? What? <laughs> Are you just like, it, it's the first live show 2016 and you just gotta be like that? 2017. 2017. Whatever. You screwed something up. All right, we're off the day, off and kicking right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Why are you playing Frost? Oh, right, because it's snowing. <laughs> it's like Christmas is over. Why are you playing Frosty the Snowman? Now it clicks. Now it clicks. Hey, it's not snowing here yet. It's snowing here. Does that matter, though? It matters, because, you know, it's snowing there. By the way, if I get stuck at work for three days, I love you guys. You may want to tune into my Twitter, because it'll probably get really interesting really quick. Which you can follow her on Twitter, at Lindsward, at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show, to follow along throughout the evening. Or come to Wild Talk Radio or RackRadioShow.com. Interact with us, talk to us, and all that fun stuff. 
We have a Levanta in chat room. He's, he's up in arms about the Taker thing. We'll talk about the Taker thing when we preview WrestleMania, what we think will happen at WrestleMania 33 in our second segment of the evening. Because we have some fantasy booking ideas that we're going to throw at you because of Astarac. Yeah. The question was so good, it got its own segment. Well done, Brent. Well done. Yeah. And I could tease a segment for next week, too, but we'll do that later. But you know what else? We have something else we have to tease. Go right ahead. Tease it. Because, well, it's that time of year, y'all. You know, we wait for it every year. It's a new year, which means the Wrestling Radio Awards are right around the corner and the nominations have been announced. Can I get a drum roll? Uh, hold on. You should have been ready. You don't... You never ask for a drum roll. Never. You should have it ready. I should always have a drum roll ready for you. You should always have it ready. All right, hold on. I'm going to pull up the drum roll so she can have her little drum roll. All right, ready? Here, here, ready. Here's, your, here's your little drum roll. Hey! And your show, your favorite show, The Rack, we got nominated. Not once, not twice, not even three times. Oh, no, we have four nominations this year. They're cheering. Oh, they're cheering. They're cheering. It's like, I'm confused. <laughs> so, you guys, you can go over to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. You can vote for the rack for Show of the Year, Female Interview of the Year, the Bella Twins. And then we have two interviews in the Media Interview of the Year category. That's right. Jeff Jarrett and Barbie Blank, both nominated for Media Interview of the Year. So, you can vote daily from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m., up until the voting closes. No, I, no, midnight to midnight. Yeah, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. No, it's 12 a.m. to 12 a.m. Sorry, 12 a.m. to 12 a.m. Midnight to midnight. 24 hours. You can vote. Up until they close the voting, I think, at the end of the month. Uh, awards take place on, on the 31st or probably a few days before that. So, vote. Vote early. Vote often. Once a day. Don't do multiple votes. Because that'll get you disqualified and that'll suck. But yeah. So please, if you don't mind, we ask everybody out there in Radio Land, please vote for us because we really appreciate it. As we said, we're grateful for everybody that tunes in. And we get super excited about this because, you know, it's recognition from our peers that we've done a good job. And we are absolutely floored that we've been nominated three times for our interviews and, of course, for Show of the Year. Yeah, so vote for us, Rec Radio Show's female interview of the year, media interviews of the year, and the show at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Wow, that was weird to see on Impact. Um, what did you see? It's no, it was the Anthem Sports logo, and it wasn't TNA LLC at the bottom. It was Anthem whatever Ventures. Well, on that note, then I say we jump right into the news. Brought to you by our friends over at Gerwick.net and TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans. And we're gonna leave it that because we have some huge TNA news coming out in the last few days. As Rock mentioned, well, there's been a change in command at TNA. First things first, Dixie Carter is no longer in control. She's no longer in charge. She stepped down a couple days ago as the chairman of the company, stepping into a supplementary role as a secondary stockholder with a minority stake in the company. Anthem announced that they have taken full control of TNA. As of January 1st, the papers are signed, the ink has dried. It is no longer in the Carter's hands. No, it is It is no longer in the Carter's hands. It is now the hands of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Dixie Carter owns 5% of the company, which is the minority share. Uh, Anthem Sports and Entertainment owns uh, 85%. 
with Aralox owning the other 10% of the company. That's how that all breaks down. By the way, y'all, I'm ill. I'm under the weather, so this is my voice tonight. I'm so sorry. It's going to last as long as it lasts. I'm trying, so I'm sorry I sound like crap because I feel like crap. So, so sorry in advance. But this isn't the only big news to come out about TNA. We had a bombshell drop today. Yeah, we'll get to that bombshell in one second. I'm sitting here. I was looking for uh, Dixie's title. She will resign from her position as chairman of the Impact Ventures and join the auxiliary advisory board of Fight Media Group, which holds all of the combat sports-related assets of Anthem, where her focus will be on the global growth of the combat sports-related brands owned by Anthem. They have created the company Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, LLC, which was what I saw at the bottom of the screen tonight on Impact Wrestling. So that's all that's been created. Um, So there you go on that. The bombshell she is talking about is the nominee for Media Interview of the Year, the one and only Jeff Jarrett, which you can vote at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. See how I tie that all together? God, we are such shameless shills. I mean, Jesus. But, you know, it's not that he's nominated, although it's close. It's that everything has come full circle with the departure of Dixie Carter. This has brought the full-time return of Jeff Jarrett. He has come back to the company as an executive consultant for whatever that means. What I do know from from doing some digging and research the last few hours, he is not an on-screen character um, that was um, focused in on his negotiations with Anthem Entertainment. He has come back behind the scenes with the company. One would assume as consultant, he would preside over creative or finishes or booking or just ideas for the company in general, how to market the company. He is in that capacity. I don't think that's the big news. No, I think the big news is yet to come. No, I think who he brought with him is bigger news. Well, yeah, that too, because Jeff Jarrett brought Dutch Mantel back to TNA with him. That, I think, is huge news as well, because they had a nasty falling out, if I remember correctly. Dutch and Jeff? No, Dutch and TNA. Oh, yeah, Dutch and TNA had an awful falling out. So it's like he, like that black cloud has been lifted from the company, and you have wrestling minds spearheading things. You don't have guys who worked in a wrestling company, you actually have wrestling minds. What I'm talking about is John Gawork, who is still the head of creative for TNA Wrestling. But he was always just a production guy. He's never been... In the ring. He was never an in-ring guy. It you also is- had Borash doing it, who... He was announcing he was working for the company behind the scenes, but he's never really been a wrestler. Right, and Borash still has his role in creative. And But it's like, you have Dutch Mantel and Jeff Jarrett as voices that will chime in with the company. I think that's good for the company. But I th- oh, I think... Go ahead. I think that's great for the company. What I saw tonight was a much better product. They actually had a focus on this television show. What was interesting about the TV show is just, there was no Black Cloud anymore. You know it's existing. You know it's going to be around. It's not like, oh, hey, they're just trying to get by. It's like, no, did they really start in a new direction? No, because they were their focus tonight was building a pay-per-view that's going to be airing tomorrow night. Why? Because they have a contract. It's a one-night only and doing it live, so they built matches for that. At least they built stuff to it. So it was a focus. They had a focus. They were driven. They gave us a title match. We saw a return on the show. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the show tonight was a lot better. It was a lot better wrestling show, if that makes sense. 
I think this is now, I think Dixie, when she ran it, she gave in egos and she sort of gave whoever she liked control. So it's like, okay, you know, you can do whatever you want creatively to certain people. And they just basically start doing whatever the hell they wanted, which in some cases it paid off. Like the final deletion, it went viral. Good, bad, or indifferent, it went viral. It made TNA relevant outside of all the financial problems and scandals that the company had. It was the one positive the company had going for it. But it sort of lacked direction because it's like once they did it once, they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to do it again. And again, and again, and again. And they're going to keep hitting that until they drive it into the ground. And people get sick of it. Delete! 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 You could warn me. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, I think everything with Anthem buying it, with Dixie Carter taking a step back out of the, out of a, a significant role of power, Jeff Jarrett's return, Dutch Mantel's return, and anybody else that they're going to potentially bring with them, because this is just the start, is going to take TNA in a very positive direction. This really is probably the best outcome TNA could have had in all of this because it sounds like anthem they're going to be not, they're going to be there they're going to be running the company but they don't necessarily want creative control of the company they just want to run it they want to put it in the hands of the proper people they're going to hire the right people to run the company they have their people in place they're going to be putting more of their people in place they're running this as a brand this is a company for them this is a company that they want to make money from are they making money this week from it? No. Are they making money from it three months from now? No. But the long-term goal is to turn this into a viable money-making operation. They're tired of seeing this company lose money. They bought it to not lose money. They bought it to actually make money off of it with the app and everything like that. They're in, in it for the long haul. It's not, oh, hey, we bought it for the six months and then we're dumping it. No, this is... they're They're trying to expand their global enterprise and having live content or content in general that they own only helps them. For TNA, it's something where we've always said it needed to get away from Dixie. The outcome, whether it was to Billy, whether it was to Anthem, to Aerolux, whoever, it had to get away from Dixie. Mm -hmm. Dixie had to be out of power, and now she's out of power, they can move forward. And and tonight was the first step. Nothing major changed, and nothing major is changing in the next week when they're taping 12 weeks of TV. It all changes over time, but they're starting in the right direction. They're they, they're at the way, they're at the very very bottom of the grave. They're digging out. Well, I mean, and part of it too is they have to renegotiate contracts. They have to see who they're going to have left once all the dust settles with all of this because it's a new year, it's a new start. And I mean, we've said, and we're not the only ones that have said this, that rebuilding TNA, part of the essential of it was not only get away from Dixie, but rebuild the office. Get the right office people in there because it's been very clear for a long time that the people that are running the business side of TNA, not the wrestling side, not the creative side, but the business side, are not doing a good job of it, as was evident with all the financial problems, with everything else that was going on with the company. They were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. So it's like, you need to get those people out of those positions and get people that know what they're doing into them. And it's like, for the love of God, the business side and the wrestling side cannot be the same side. It just can't. You have to have people that are there to run the business and you have to have people that are there to run the wrestling. And they have to be able to coexist and they have to be able to work together. When At its height, and this is... God, this is like six, seven years ago now. Um, at its height, that's what TNA was. When it was Jeff and Dixie running the company, Jeff ran the wrestling, Dixie ran the business. And 
TNA was moderately successful because you had one person concentrating on their expertise, you had another person concentrating on their expertise, and they occasionally came together. When Jeff Jarrett got pushed out, Dixie Carter took over, and that's when things really went started to go downhill for the company, was after that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm all for them completely revamping the office, getting it back, you know, getting the right people in place in terms of who's going to manage the money, who's going to manage all the assets, who's going to manage the talent. Because let's be real, it's been in shambles. The office has been in shambles for years. And this is not a shot at TNA or the office or the people that are working in there. Because the people that show up every day, do their jobs the best of their ability, good on you, man. And the people that stayed with the company and stayed through this really dark period, you are a braver soul than I am. I mean, really, seriously. Because you know those people were sweating it there for a while. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's like people like Dean Broadhead, for example, who mismanaged the finances, blatantly mismanaged the finances of the company. I want to see where this company is six weeks from now. I want to see where they are six months from now. I don't think it's six weeks. No, I want to see. No, I really want to see where they're at six weeks from now. I want to see if they've taken the first step. I want to see them gradually grow. Six months from now, I really want to see where they're at. I want to see them make slowly and slowly improve six weeks from now, eight weeks. What do you mean? As time goes on, I want to see constant growth. I don't want them. I don't want to. I don't want to read the stories of TNA's late on pay. TNA's, you know, I just saw that as the last week. So they were late on pay because Anthem doesn't own the company. Anthem now owns the company. Everything's going to be paid on time. They're now getting yeah. all the books and everything. As of January first, they have control. So I don't want to see. I don't want to read. I, I don't want to read any more negative TNA stories. I'm over that. You know what's been really nice is as we've gone into this show, the one thing we have not seen is TNA struggling to find the money to do their TV tapings, to do their pay-per-view tapings, that they're not scrambling at the last minute to get the funds to do it, that the funds are already there, everything's set to go, it's going to go smoothly, and there aren't going to be any problems. That has been really, really, really nice. That's why I watched the show live tonight. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, they're not worrying about money. They have money. They're flush with cash. I can sit here and enjoy my TNA again. I can sit here and enjoy wrestling again. Because that's been the hardest part of watching this is TNA has steadily gone downhill to the point that it's at now. And it's really difficult to see. Because at one point, TNA was on its way. It was never going to be a competitor for WWE by any stretch of the imagination. As much as they wanted to be. As much as they wanted to be, but they were on their way to being a solid secondary brand to WWE. You know, they were a better competitor for ROH than they were for WWE. Although now there's NXT, so you could technically have TNA compete against NXT. That's a more feasible sort of compete competition type thing than Impact versus Raw. Which is interesting. They both were taping tonight. <laughs> in the same city. It's a battle. Battle lines have been drawn. Did you go to Impact or did you go to NXT? Hmm. 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 I wonder, but yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I really, really, really am. I'm excited for TNA. I'm excited that they've come through this, and they've come through this in relatively one piece. You know? Yeah, they're 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 building up again. So I'm I'm happy for it. But speaking of them, another thing that we should be happy for, and they should be happy for, is that Hulu announced that they've inked a deal with the CBS Corporation to add leading networks to their upcoming live TV service. Now, why is this important? Because CBS owns Pop TV, and Pop, so now, T- Pop TV is one of those channels added to the service. So now TNA can be on Hulu. Yes, when this whole live thing launches, yes, they will be on Hulu. That's Which is a, kind of awesome. That, that's a positive. It's growing. It's growing once again. Yay for growth. So 
Best of luck to TNA as they move forward. Congratulations on your victory anthem. Thank you so much for saving it. Wrestling fans everywhere, thank you. So, I know we have news listed, mm-hmm. but we, we might as well do this. Spoiler alert! There's been a return at NXT tonight. Oh no, he's back. Oh no? Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Cash is oh no. He's back, y'all. Surprise! We talked about it a couple weeks ago here on the show that, that he had um, inked a deal to return to WWE. He's back as Cash Zono. Hunter tweeted out, welcome back. He t- Cash Zono tweeted out, look who they let in the back door. <laughs> so he's back, um, starting full-time with the company. His last indie appearances will be taking place on January 27th and 28th. Conveniently... In San Antonio, Texas, at the Evolve shows. Huh. Conveniently. Huh. Conveniently. In San Antonio, Texas. Gee, huh. it's almost like they planned that. For Royal Rumble weekend. So, there you go. You can't see it, but I have my shock face right now. Sweet. But speaking of San Antonio, well, a certain San Antonio native got himself in a bit of trouble over the past weekend. It came out that, well, Alberto Del Rio, everybody's favorite bad boy, playboy, whatever you want to call him, got in a little bit of trouble in Europe and was arrested. For a short period of time. For a short period of time. No charges were pressed. He was released. But yes, Mr. Del Rio spent time in the company of, I think it was Belgium's finest. Austria? Belgium? Austria? Austria was it was Austria. It was Austria. Austria's finest. He yeah. is one of those. They're nowhere close to each other, but somewhere over overseas, somewhere one of those places. Yeah, they everything. Everything with um, the whole Del Rio thing is just very, very interesting. He got into an altercation where him and his brother got into a fight and beat up a guy so badly he was hospitalized. Police were called and took him to the station where Alberto and Guillermo got into a fight with each other. Alberto knocked out his brother, who was also taken to the hospital. It took ten officers to separate them, and they put Alberto in zip ties, which he then broke out of. Oh, God. They finally subdued him by putting shackles to cuff his feet. Well, that's one way to do it. The story stated there were, were there was blood splattered on the walls of the police station, and some furniture at the, the station was destroyed. According to the police officer, um, Fritz... Uh, there was a brawl at a party in a barn between a 26-year-old Austri- Austrian and two brothers who are Mexican citizens, aged 30 and 39. The Austrian received undetermined injuries, bruises, contusions, but no broken bones, and was treated at a local hospital. After treatment, he left the hospital. Two men were brought to the precinct where they were suddenly they suddenly started attacking each other. So yeah, that was the thing. More that- arrests for for Del Rio. It's it's a common occurrence lately. He's always what? finding himself in trouble with the law. What has gotten into him? I don't know. Like, what has gotten... I don't re- I mean, even when he was out of WWE the last time, I don't remember him being in this much trouble. No, he stayed... Because he stayed in Mexico. Now he, he's he's ventured out of Mexico, so... More stuff's happening, I guess? Mm-hmm. It just seems like there's always a story roaming around about the Rio, the law, and there's probably other stories that we don't know yet. From, right. from what I've heard, there, there are other stories like this. There's the stuff with Paige and you know and stuff like that where he he got beat up or he was protecting her or something like that. And we've talked about it on the show. It's just it's story after story. It's like either he because he's Alberto Del Rio, people come after him, or people don't take kindly to his smart ass comments. Could be his smugness. 
if that's maybe that's a better term. I think it's more his smugness. I think it's more his general attitude with things. Because he seems to be copying just a little bit of an attitude lately. Because he's like, you know, oh, he mo- he's been making comments on Twitter like, you know, oh, I'm pregnant. Talk about that, Smarks. Like, he's being very... Bigger than the business? No, I want to say sophomoric. That too. Where it's, he's just, he's kind of being a jerk. And I can, I can understand why. It's because his life's being scrutinized pretty much under a microscope for his relationship with Paige. Um, by the way, the two are, I guess, engaged now? They are. Remember, she proposed to him, and then now he got her a ring. Well, he got, yeah, he got her the ring. Um, no word yet on if he's divorced or not. He's not. He's not. Which I'm really kind of surprised the wife did not make a comment about the ring. Because, I mean... He got her a ring. Yeah, he did. Um, I think her lawyer probably told her to shut up about things. And if she, instead of making comments, don't say anything because making comments hurt you in court of law. Among other things. Among other things. So I think she's keeping to herself, which is smart. Could be, but here's hoping it's all for show and Del Rio isn't slowly mo- losing his mind. Maybe. Possibly. I believe Alberto Alpatron is losing his mind. We'll go with that. And I really have no transition for this. It's kind of awkward. But, um, well, it got announced that former WWE announcer and current ESPN broadcaster Todd Grisham has left ESPN for the UFC. He's slated to debut for UFC with the next fight night broadcast on Fox Sports 1. Believe it's next weekend. So congratulations to Todd Grisham. Yeah, he left his gig at ESPN as a sports center anchor to uh, call MMA. He likes being a play-by-play guy. He really likes MMA, so this was the perfect fit. He's not going there to replace Mike Goldberg, just so people are wondering. That that decision has not been made. Who will be replacing the shoes of Mike Goldberg? Nor is he going there to replace Ronda Rousey, Rousey who got her ass kicked on Friday night. Poor Ronda. Poor, poor, poor Ronda. I just feel bad for her. I do feel bad for her. I really do. It's like she brought it on herself, but it's like you feel bad for her. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you really kind of wanted to see her come back and win. You did. You wanted the happy ending to that story. But it's like she just couldn't make it happen. I don't know it's, if it's she just didn't train hard enough. Because I mean, well, that can't be the case because she showed up in absolutely no, fantastic it, shape. There, she, From what I've heard, while she came in in fantastic shape, she didn't do any sparring. Ah, that would do it. That would do it. They were trying to teach... They were trying to teach her to become a boxer, and it did not work, because her game is not boxing. Her game is judo. Yeah, Lada, she take, Yeah, so she was, her pl- the plan for her was to take the, some of the, the blows, walk through the blows, take her down, and try to tap her out. Well, the blows landed, and she couldn't do anything. Yeah, she took one really good shot, and that was it. 48 seconds later, she was done. Poor Rhonda. Poor, poor Rhonda. So. But, but she may get life in her yet because she could turn up at WrestleMania. Maybe not this year, possibly next year. Who knows? That's all speculation. It's all rumor, but it could happen. And maybe next week on the show, maybe we'll tell you how it should happen. There's a tease for you. Next week? We'll do a, we'll do a segment next week. No, I have we can do a segment now. No, we'll do a segment next week. Do a segment next week on it. Okay. It's a tease. All right. Tease. It's trying, it's trying to lead to the next segment. No, I got other news we got to talk about. Oh, really? I gave you more news last night, remember? No. So, WWE has officially announced a former Chikara Grand Champion, Kimberly, Heidi Lovelace, Andrea, the former Rosie Lada Love years ago in TNA, and MMA fighter Julia Ho, a trainee of Brian Kendrick, have signed with the company and reported to the WWE Performance Center. There's pictures online right now about them. Also, WWE has signed former TNA superstar 
Mark Andrews. He'll be joining the WWE UK tournament. He maybe wants to take TNA out of his Twitter handle. Because they use the hashtag Mark Andrews instead of M at M Andrews TNA. May want to fix that, Mark. May want to fix that. They were very slick on that. I'm excited for the female signees because it's like I think they've acknowledged that they need to build their female roster back up in at least NXT. So signing Kimberly, who is an experienced hand, great, fantastic, independent performer, bringing her in, that'll do nothing but favors for them. You remember Rosie Lana Love? No, I don't. Okay, she was on the heavier side. If that may, if that helps you on any, anything, when did she show up? She showed up um, in 2010. Uh, was I watching TNA? Yes, you you were. Okay. The whole point is she's dropped 150 pounds from what I heard, or at least 100 pounds in weight. Good for her. So she's ready to rock and roll in uh, WWE. So she's she's dropped weight and. That's why they, they, they assigned her. Nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that at all. But I, that, was, that was the tidbit I was trying to, to drop with that. So she dropped a bunch of weight and is ready to rock and roll. So, speaking of rocking and rolling, is that it for the news? That is it for the news presented to us always by TNAasylum.net, the haven for TNA fans, and Gerwick.net. Yeah, don't remember her. Okay. At all. Don't recall it. So, anyway. She was, we- she was only there for a cup of coffee. So, anyway. That's probably why I don't remember. So, when we come back, we are going to be doing the final question for Ask the Rack. So good, it got its own segment. We're going to tell you what our ideal WrestleMania 33 is going to be. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. We will be right back. You heard CB Radio's Lone Jobber Holiday Bash. Now, does Rocco go with a real Christmas tree, or does he go with the aluminum hole? We do, we do not do the fake crap. Okay. We, we do the old-fashioned real tree. None of this fake stuff. Oh, okay. But we do. So, oh well. <laughs> you, you guys celebrate wrong, man. Hey, you don't get to say that unless it's properly been put through a 64-part uh, a tournament depending on if you want a pine tree, a fig tree, a festivus pole, unless there is a giant-ass tournament that takes place in one night, because that's how CB Radio rolls. Screw you, our Sunday nights. We can actually do a 64-part tournament in one night, whereas it takes you months to do a 32. Uh, until we have that done, Rock, you cannot say that it's right or wrong. Hear the Lone Jobber Holiday Bash available now at wildtalkradio.com and cbradiolive.com. Which one of your favorite WTR personalities is truly king of the WTR ring? 
find out when your favorite WTR personalities battle in the virtual realm. Subscribe now to youtube.com slash rec radio show and check in at 3 p.m. Eastern 1 p.m. Mountain every Monday to find out who is truly the king of the WTR ring. Once again, subscribe now to youtube.com slash rec radio show. Let the battle begin. It is that time once again for the Wrestling Radio Awards, and we need your help, as The Rack has been nominated for Female Interview of the Year with the Bella Twins. Media Interview of the Year with Barbie Blank aka Kelly Kelly. Media Interview of the Year with Jeff Jarrett. And of course for Show of the Year. You can vote once a day. Support us in this year's Wrestling Radio Awards by voting at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Do you feel a little bit empty inside after the rack goes off the air on Thursday nights? Well, don't fret, because the rack has a little something extra for you, in the form of the rack extra. Join us as we review the weekly happenings with your favorite Total Divas. From start to finish, we give you our reactions to all the relationship drama, the infighting, and all the trips to the plastic surgeon's office. Join us as we get all up in that Kool-Aid of the Total Divas with the Rack Extra. Weekly, right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Trust me, it's simply TheBomb.com. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR, wherever you are. Listen up, Slapnut. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to... Rack Radio Show. Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before so you come on in. Make yourself at my home. Tell me where you been. Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my house Baby, take control now We can't And welcome back to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com Brought to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RadioShow.com, or WildTalkRadio.com, thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. We have one huge favor to ask you because we announced it at the top of the show. We are going to hit this every chance we get, so get ready to deal with it for like the next month. And that is that we got nominated for awards, people. That's right. Four awards at the Wrestling Radio Awards 
count them. It's awesome. We are super grateful. But we need your help. That's right. We're calling all Rack fans out there. We need you to go vote. You can vote midnight to midnight every day. And you can vote for show of the year, female interview of the year, and media interview of the year. We have two in the media interview of the year, so you can pick whichever one you want. You're voting for the Bella Twins. You're voting for Kelly Kelly or Jeff Jarrett. Or you can alternate up to you. And, of course, show of the year at the rack. So go to go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Vote for us. Tell your friends. Get your family. Get everybody involved. We're, we're going for the big one this year. We're trying to win. Damn it. See, if I, I say things, I start promising things. And I'm not allowed to promise things. You are not allowed to promise things. So she'll be plugging it. Because if I talk, start talking... She'll start owing things, and I'm not allowed to do that. Yes, they're still in the mail, by the way. <laughs> Goddamn international shipping. Anyway, here we are. We're here to talk about WrestleMania 33, which comes comes up at the end of uh, beginning of April, April 2nd, only on the WWE Network. The question last week was basically, in our opinion, what should the WrestleMania 33 card be? We don't have to use what WWE is sort of predicting. At this point, we are supposed to come up with what we think should happen on this show. That's a, it's a double-edged sword. Because you kind of know their direction, and for a couple of the matches, I kind of like where they're headed. So I would book them. But I also have ideas on what I would like to see. Before I say what I like to see, is there anything that they're hinting at you are okay with? I'm okay with either Styles Taker or Cena Taker, um, just because, especially for AJ Taker, we have never seen that before. It's brand new, and that would be a challenge for Taker. But also Cena, because it has, it's been so long since those two have feuded with each other that it's almost perfect. I don't know if we're going to get that feud, but I'm okay with either one of those. I think those are the only two that I really know about. Well, there's one easy matchup we saw in Survivor Series that they're redoing. And it's Goldberg and Brock. Eh. But as a, as a, I know you're not looking forward to the match, but as a combination that works. Or would you have someone else in mind for, say, Brock Lesnar? Honestly, I'd rather see Samoa Joe and Brock. Okay, so let's, let's take that. We'll, let's book from there. So on the top of your card... You have Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar as a main event match. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's your top of tier match. Underneath it, you would have John Cena Undertaker or AJ and Taker. I think I would go Cena and Taker. For the title? No. Okay. So you have Goldberg and not Goldberg, Brock and Brock and S- Samoa Joe, Cena and Taker. Okay. There's your two mainstream money matches, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. Now you get into a spot where you start have to start booking championship matches since you have your two money-making matches. This is a four-hour show. They usually do, what, 10, 11 matches between uh-huh. the six hours? I just said yeah. four hours, but it's technically six. You have, with the brand split, we now have more championships. Now, everyone will get mad about this. Not every title is going to be on the line at WrestleMania. They can't be. They can't, it just, if it is, it's because it's on the pre-show and you, people get mad because it's on the pre-show. Just grow to accept it. We all have. Okay? But the title matches we do know that will be on the line start with the WWE title on SmackDown. If you're booking the show, AJ's still your champ, right? Mm-hmm. Who does he defend against? Shinsuke. So you're bringing Shinsuke up from NXT to do Styles and Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. So in your scenario, the night before, Bobby Roode's defending the championship against 
and uh, Chris Hero. We weren't supposed to book NXT. No, I'm just saying you having Shinsuke already dropped the belt, so Bobby Roode would be your champion. That's what my that's my point. Because the batch at Takeover is Bobby Roode and Shinsuke in January. Just just follow along, okay? Okay. I'm, uh, so there's that on the on the Raw side. Kevin Owens is currently your champion. Is he still your champion, or else going into WrestleMania? Probably, yeah. Okay. Who's he fighting? I think this one's obvious, or should be obvious. Well, it's not Seth. Jericho? That's where I, what I would do. See, if I'm booking my, my universal title match on WrestleMania is Jericho and Owens. But this is yours, so you can book it any way you want. That's how I'm doing it, though. You know, honestly, I'm fine with Jericho and Owens. That doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, because I'm trying to think of who else they could have feud for the title with Owens. And this is where we go to the handy dandy WWE.com. Cause, you know, when all else fails and you need a roster bad, you come here. Y- yeah, you don't go to Wikipedia, you go here. You go here. So, in terms of a title match for Kevin, you have Jericho. Or you have Roman, but they're already doing Roman. They've already done Seth Rollins. So do something, to do something new. You know, who could be back in play at that point? Is Balor. That, okay, so you would do Owens and Balor then? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's your top four matches then, then put together? Sure. Yeah, two, two, two headliners and the two, the two title matches. I'll go with women. We'll do women next. Uh, you want to start with Raw or SmackDown? Um, Raw. All right, Charlotte is your current reigning defending champion. Will she be at WrestleMania? Yep. Defending against who? Bailey, with Bailey winning the title. With Bailey winning the title. Okay. That's sort of the direction they're going. Anyhow, I'm okay with that. On SmackDown, Becky Lynch, uh, I mean, Alexa Bliss is your current champion. Will she still be your champion heading into WrestleMania? I don't know. That's hard to say. But it's you booking. So if you're booking, is she your champion? I don't know. I really, I honestly don't know. Because I have to, I would have to look at that more in depth. I'm leaning towards no, that they're probably going to change that title one more time before um, Mania. But I'm probably completely wrong on that. Because it all depends on what they do at Rumble for the women and at Chamber. Because SmackDown's getting Chamber, right? Uh, SmackDown is getting the Chamber, yes. It'd be interesting to see if they do a women's Chamber. That would be cool. That would be really, really freaking cool. And if Mickey James is added on that side of the roster, they probably could pull it off. You put, in, this is not more booking, you put um, Mickey, Becky, Alexa, Nikki, Carmella, and Natty in a Chamber. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. And that's a good way to protect Nikki, because she doesn't have to be in it long. She doesn't have to be in it long. You can get Carmella out early as well. It continues the Natty program with Nikki. And they don't have to do a lot of chamber spots. To, we, we've seen a disaster in chamber. They won't be a disaster. They can actually wrestle. Yeah. So, that'd be good. All right. So, if Alexa drops the belt, is she dropping it back to Becky? I say she drops it back to Becky or she drops it back to, like, Mickey James. Or drops it to Mickey James. Well, no. I guess that'd be a little too early. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. It's like the SmackDown's women's division is a little bit more unpredictable. So, it's hard to say what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So, just for simplicity's sake, well, let's say Alexa's still the champion. Alexa's a champion. Who's she defending against then? Oh, let me see. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me you see. got Nikki, Natty, Carmella, Becky. See, I feel like they've done Alexa and Becky. That's going to be done by Rumble. Right, that program's done, so... Carmella's kind of a tweener. Eve is a heel. Uh, Maurice doesn't wrestle. Naomi's a face, and Natty's a heel. Nikki's a face. You know, honestly, I would do Alexa and Naomi. Okay. I think they could pull off something really spectacular 
with their athleticism between the two of them. And it's a, it's a new program. It's a different program. We have not seen Alexa and Naomi go before. Well, we've seen and, them, we've seen them wrestle a couple times, but yeah. But not go in a title match like this. No. It and was, also, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, no, they only did those two matches when Becky was hurt. So, you know, to me, it's like to have them go in the match could be really interesting. And also, Naomi's overdue for a title shot. Like, okay. overdue for it. Okay, now this is where we get trickier. Because we have the two big money matches. We have the two, we have the four main championship matches. Do you stick with the plan where Seth Rollins finally gets Triple H? Yep. Okay. So we're now, what, five matches? Six, seven matches in now? Yeah, seven matches in. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of roster to go. What do you do? And there's a lot of talent. What do you do with, say, Bray Wyatt? Well, there's the selfish match that I personally want that I'm never going to get again, because I want the Wyatt Taker rematch. But you've already booked Taker. Did I? He's, he's you, you haven't seen that. Oh, that's right. Crap. <laughs> Who's on SmackDown that break and fight? So you've already see this is where you get to it. You've already booked him. Booked no, 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 no. Wyatt Dean IC title. Okay, Bray Wyatt Dean Ambrose IC title. Okay, that gets them on the show. And you can do the battle for Bray's love, Luke Harper versus Randy Orton. So we're up to nine matches already, and you still need. Now we gotta go back to Raw. Do we book Roman Reigns yet? Do we have to? You would assume he's on the show, <laughs> unless you were leaving Roman Reigns off of WrestleMania. No, I wouldn't do that. Or is he in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? No, I wouldn't put him in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Because if we have to add the Andre, if you add the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, we have a full card already. But it's going on five hours now. I know. I'm just saying. Look how much we just you just booked, and how much talent you've left off the show. Let's see, Roman. Roman is a face. Who could face Roman? Because guess what? You still have to have... There's still a cruiserweight match that will be on this show. At least one set of tag titles is going to be defended on the show. If not... Pre-show. But I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I'm, I'm throwing out the idea of... We've booked so... You've booked so far this card. And there's still so much talent left to use. Um. That's the scary part. That's the downfall of the brand extension. You've made more stars. Because here's the thing. Miz deserves to be on this show somewhere. Miz deserves, oh yeah, Miz absolutely deserves to be on the show. And that's the thing, is it's like, this is just the, this is what the I want to see for Mania. I don't even, who the hell could Roman Reigns feud with? Braun, Strowman, doo-doo, doo-doo. Okay, that's pre-show. That's <laughs> pre-show. No offense to Roman, no offense to Braun, that's pre-show. Because here's the thing, it's like, as much as I love New Day, I don't see New Day getting a tag title shot unless you do like a gauntlet match. For the tag titles. There'll probably be a four-way for the tag titles. Cesaro, Sheamus versus New Day versus Gallus and Anderson versus Enzo and Cass. I would assume that. Because here's the thing. Is the Andre co-brand or is it one brand? That would be co-brand. So That's how you get a lot of people on the show. Yeah, so I would say pretty much everybody else somehow ends up in the Andre the, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I would like to see, see I would like to see Miz higher on the card, but it's like for what we've booked out, short of Wyatt and, and Ambrose, there's really nowhere that he fits. And that's a shame because he's been the star of SmackDown, which we'll talk about later. He really should be on the show in a major, major role. But there is not enough people for him to fight right now on that show. So I'm gonna throw some scenarios out at you. Okay. We're gonna keep Taker and Cena. We're, I'm gonna, I'm doing Goldberg 
and and Brock. Who? Because I I just just see it that way. I would love to do New Day an interbrand interbrand ish New Day versus the Club, and you have you could do it one of two ways. You have New Day versus the Club with AJ, so that gives AJ a match, or you do Finn Balor. A returning Finn Balor, a the mystery to return. So it's New Day versus Gals and the Anderson, and the mystery turn of Finn Balor on there. Wasn't Nakamura part of the Bullet Club too? I don't remember, but I think so. You could do it with him as well, but I would I would do Finn on that one. Um, let's see. I would do if so. If I'm putting Finn there, I would do AJ and Joe as a Mania match because it would be awesome. Um, let's see. Um, and my Cena Taker would be for the WWE title. It doesn't need a title though. I know it doesn't need it, but I'm booking. Just that's my booking. Your booking doesn't have them. I do. Um, I'm doing Charlotte and Bailey. I gotta get Sasha on the show somewhere. It's not against Nia. I don't know who Sasha's fighting, but she needs to be be in a match. I have to come back to that one. Um, I want to get American Alpha on the show, but I don't have a role for them. I like Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Um, but I don't know if that's the direction that we go. I'm more thinking of doing Wyatt versus Orton though, because that breaks up the family. Even though I would. Honestly, I would book Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton versus American Alpha. Even though we're doing that next week on SmackDown. We'll talk more about that here in a bit. Um, it's really hard to break up the family when they're not a family. I'm just saying. They are a family. They're not a they're, family. They're, they're totally a family. Not a family. They are totally a family. Not a family. Do we have to get into this now? Yes. Okay. Um, I would keep Triple H and, Triple H and, and Seth Rollins because Triple H movement all the way. Um... The Cruiserweight match, I would do Jack Gallagher versus Neville for the Cruiserweight title. I think that's a WrestleMania pre-show, early show, part of the show. I would I would book that as, as your title match. Neville, by that time, will be the Cruiserweight champion. Jack Gallagher will be the challenger. Neville would retain. But I think Gallagher, promo-wise, would be good to build up to a Mania match. You, you build on his popularity. For Roman Reigns, don't want to do Braun Strowman. I really don't, but there's no one else. There really isn't. For the universal title, I'm doing Jericho and Owens because they're breaking up a little bit after the Rumble. That's an easy match to book. I'm doing the four-way for the tag titles, Enzo, Cass, New Day. No, I already took New Day, I haven't. So maybe I'll do Enzo and Cass versus Sheamus and Cesaro for the belts on the pre-show. Because then you throw Gals in, because I have Gals and Anderson in the other match, so there's, there's that match. Take care of. Mm, women's title... Nikki versus Alexa. I wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't want to mind singing for the women's title on SmackDown. I'd be okay with that. Think that would be a solid matchup because, again, it's WrestleMania. You need the stars. Nikki's a star. I know people bitch and moan about that one, but it's Nikki, let her get her shot at the at WrestleMania. She'll probably go over, but that's okay. Alexa would have then a run of what four months? Something like that. Yeah, that's three a, four months. That's a decent run for her first title run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I'm trying to think of someone else I'm missing, because you you're gonna have to end up putting guys like Rusev and Sammy in this battle royal. But the battle royal won't be the battle royal would have more stars, so that would be okay. Um, that's sort of what what I can see them doing, because I don't think Shinsuke's gonna be on the on WrestleMania. He's gonna be on NXT Takeover. Um, yeah, that's just sort of how I'd break it down. Um, I don't have. It's, it's a mixed match. Owens would retain. Actually, no. Actually, what I would do here's here's what I would do. I have Jericho win the belt at WrestleMania, 
and then on Raw, have him lose it, because I would assume he's on his way out then, have him lose it to someone new, say Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, Shinsuke comes in, wins the title. I, um, another segment idea I could do is I have booking for Shinsuke. We may be doing some booking segments coming going forward to fill in some content. Yay. Because <laughs> this one's working out well, I think. Um, but I have an idea for that one, too. Many people won't like it, though. I can already guarantee that one. But I think that's sort of a WrestleMania card, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say, because you don't know who... The wild card in all of this is NXT, and who's going to be up from NXT and who's coming up from NXT, because you really don't know. And there's also Balor, because you don't know when he's coming back. His target is WrestleMania. His target is WrestleMania, but who knows? Who knows Who knows what the condition is he'll be in for WrestleMania? Maybe he's okay now, but they're holding him off to WrestleMania. I don't know. You don't know at this point. There's a lot of talent. Brand Extension has done one thing. It's had a lot of talent. And there'll probably be a multi-man ladder match for a belt. Probably. So, that will get a bunch of people on the show as well. They're going to they're gonna do everything they can to get everyone on the show, but guess what? If you remember WrestleMania 10, 15 years ago, not everyone got on the show. It was okay. You had to work to earn the spot at WrestleMania. It was just never given to you. The main thing is, is that the larger names will get on the show. Right. And the undercards in the Battle Royal. And that's the way they do it. That's the way they do it. So I think that does it for this. What do you think? That will do it for this little segment. Coming up next, we're going to talk SmackDown Throwdown and the NXT Rundown and Tweet of the Week. So you don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. We will be right back. It is that time once again for the Wrestling Radio Awards, and we need your help, as The Rack has been nominated for Female Interview of the Year with the Bella Twins, Media Interview of the Year with Barbie Blank aka Kelly Kelly, Media Interview of the Year with Jeff Jarrett, and of course for Show of the Year. You can vote once a day. Support us in this year's Wrestling Radio Awards by voting at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... I didn't just make headlines last time. I turned the WWE Universe upside down. To the shocking moments. The last time you and I together, we were in Brooklyn on Monday Night Raw with me, you, Rusev. Remember that? That was an amazing night. And then remember, you came to my hotel room and surprised me that night. Yeah, that was crazy. Remember that? And you told me you didn't want to be with Rusev anymore. You said he was big, he was hairy, he smelled like rotten testicles. And we did those special exercises. You show me how to do the, the one-legged Russian vacuum. Yes! Remember I showed you how to do the Wisconsin wheelbarrow? Hey, we were just talking about you, kind of. And we, you guys still together? I heard you broke up. We're actually engaged to be married. You're engaged to be married? Mazel! That's fantastic news! You got a hell of a woman here. She's flexible as all hell. Whoa, I mean, it's amazing. And the moments that leave you speechless. My name is Bo, and I'm here to say Flow Rider's disrespectful in a major way. You sucker punched my friend in WrestleMania 28, but I'd be upset too. 
if I was named after this awful state. You need to channel your negativity in a more productive manner. You hold an ace high, but I have a full house. Like my name is Danny Tanner. It's the Law Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Have you subscribed to the Rack Radio Show YouTube channel? If you haven't, here is what you are missing. Five days of WWE 2K17 content featuring Mashup Monday featuring your favorites performing entrances of other WWE superstars. Tuesday is Raw Redo featuring a recreation of a match from the previous night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Wednesday is Wild Card Wednesday, where anything could happen in WWE 2K17. Thursday is Throwback Thursday, featuring a historical matchup from WWE history. Friday is Fantasy Friday, featuring a dream match between two WWE superstars. Plus monthly simulations of every WWE pay-per-view. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now to youtube.com slash rec radio show for daily content from WWE 2K17. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. This is Kane from WWE, and you're listening to The Rack on Wild Talk Radio. Here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. And if you're joining us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com or WildTalkRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. And, well, we're going to hit it at least one more time before we go out for the night. You heard it. You're just joining us. If you missed it, we got nominated for stuff. We're up for awards, y'all. It's that time of year. If you've never heard of it, it's called the Wrestling Radio Awards, where, well, all the wrestling radio shows across the giant interwebs come together. We nominate each other. We celebrate each other. It's an awesome night. And, well, yours truly, The Rack, because it's Rock and I, got nominated for four 
awards. It's awesome stuff. We're up for show of the year. We have male interview, or I'm sorry, female interview of the year with the Bella Twins. And then we have two in the media interview category. That's Jeff Jarrett and Barbie Blanks. Go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. You can go vote once a day, midnight to midnight, and you can vote every day up until they close the, the awards, which is end of the month, we're guessing. There's no close date. They haven't given us that. But you could vote until they close it. How about that? They never do, but when we when I learn of it, you'll learn of it. Follow Twitter's at Wild Talk Radio. Vote daily. WrestlingRadioAwards.com But I say we do Twitter of the Week. What do you think? to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place and I was so bitter until I found Twitter Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting no more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure Alright, Roman Reigns tweeted out I was laughing at KO's merch check I made it, I made more splitting with the shield Imagine what it is now Ah, uh, yes sir And he's basically replying to somebody Asking him what he was laughing at When he was wrestling Kevin Owens last weekend And Kevin Owens replied There's no way you thought of that one on your own Such nice boys, Kevin and Roman Okay, but before you continue That was an awesome thing that happened at the house show That it was uh, hilarious the, the, the video went viral, it was amazing Just wanted to throw that out there Absolutely, if you haven't seen it, go find it Just not right just not right now. Just not right now. Not right now. Because we're doing Tweet of the Week. Uh, so, Noam Dar, who I'm in, I am convinced is like on this planet to be the sassiest little shit ever. So, my my New Year's resolution is to see how far into the new year I can get away with saying Happy New Year to anyone else I see. I'm thinking of Boot May. And he tweets in his accent. He actually tweets with a Scottish accent. Bless him. As you do. Like you do. So, Gabby tweeted to Becky Lynch, you know, Mom, your wife is so pretty. And she attached a picture of Charlotte. And Becky goes, I know. I did well for myself. Somebody follows it up with, when are you going to pop the question to her? And Becky goes, don't pressure me, okay? Dalen Flynn tweeted, I think Becky Lynch is tweeting now to keep Raw's ratings below SmackDown Lives. And she replied, I don't have to tweet to do that. Burn. Burn. Somebody tweeted Kevin Owens about Goldberg and said, can you please teach Goldberg a lesson and kick his ass? And Goldberg said, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And Owens replied, okay then, let's start. Lesson one, putting a microphone in your mouth to take your coat off instead of on the table right next to you is weird. He did do that on Raw. He did do that on Raw. And that's all I have. That's all you have. Okay. WWE Network tweeted, do you think Austin Aries remembers being put to sleep at the hands of Hideo Tommy at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn this year? Austin Aries goes, do I remember? Yes. Do I care? No. No. Everyone knows Hideo Tommy stole that move from Mickey Gall anyway. Shots fired. <laughs> Fake John Madden. Breaking. Ronda Rousey's career lasted career uh, latest thing to die in 2016. Hashtag blame Rob. Dave Easton Nunez Rousey was basically the shoot version of Goldberg Lesnar. Ouch. So Johnny Gargano put out a, a photo montage going, oh no. going 2016. Chiapa goes, hey, Candice Lurie, Lurie, I'm in six photos. You're in two. I win. She replied, get a life. You're obsessive. You're, you obsessive, quote unquote, other woman. I want to see them fight for Johnny's love so bad. I know. 
because the best thing is, is they're probably sitting next to each other on the couch, tweeting this at each other, snickering as they're doing it. Right. Like, I just, I need the battle for Johnny's love. I really need it. <laughs> Rain Wilson, can we all just admit that squirrels are the monkeys of North America? No. Chris Harris, for a detective, a surprise party is the ultimate insult. It was a weird oh. tweet. I don't Chris? know. I don't know what he was smoking. Buddy, you okay there? I don't know how much he was drinking. He was Spoiler? tweeting. He was tweeting random things. He found his way back to Twitter. He did. I'm amazed. Kevin Cooney, Mariah Carey's career may be the last celebrity death of 2016. Uh, Cabot Phillips. Cabot Phillips. This Mariah Carey performance is truly the perfect, perfect representation of what a year 2016 was. Bruce Arthur. Mariah Carey not even pretending to sing along to her own songs on ABC is the final fake news of 2016. Dave Zingaro. Ohio State should thank Mariah Carey. They no longer have the worst performance of the night. Becky Stark. Everyone in Times Square was singing Mariah Carey except for Mariah Carey. Hashtag LimpSync Fail 2016. Scott Stanford. Millie Vanilli just called. They said Mariah Carey was ridiculous. Um, Red Lip Snake. New York City can hang it up. They can't drop the ball harder, harder than Mariah Carey just did. Anna. Helen Keller could have lip-synced to Mariah Carey better than Mariah Carey can lip-sync to Mariah Carey. Damn, y'all. Abby. Raindrop. Drop top. Mariah Carey's career ended before the ball dropped. Wes Perry. Mariah Carey's New Year's resolution is to learn the lyrics to at least one Mariah Carey song. <laughs> um, Valerie. Mariah Carey was like the one person in the group project who didn't do any of the work and now has to present the whole project. Accurate. Seth Rollins. Don't even care enough to hate football today. Poor Seth. <laughs> Uh, poor, poor Seth. So, so someone was tweeting Becky about you know who 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 attacked her, and someone replied, "It was Vince all along." She replied, "He had very well manicured hands. <laughs> it was the it was a pineapple." She goes, "I knew it." Someone tweeted, "It was me, Becky, and I did it for the Rock." But why would the Rock want you to hurt me? Because I'm the most ebectifying e- woman in sports entertainment. You tried, Becky. You tried. Um, Beckinator, I want you want to write you another entrance theme for when you get for when you want to mix things up. What's your genre of choice? It's pretty obvious, but I'm a gangster rap kind of girl. Word. Becky, no, bless her. Bailey, dear 2017, told you. Hashtag just Bailey. Kyle Lewis, that rant from Dolph Ziggler came straight from his Tumblr page. Ah! Seamus. As Raw Tag Team Champions, do we need a name? Cesaro, I'm glad you asked your tag team partner what he thought before you took it to Twitter. And Lindsay tweeted what? Swinger makes sexy. And that takes us to... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... This week's Smackdown. Showdown. Yes! 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 So I'm looking at the notes I wrote for SmackDown Throwdown, and I forgot one of the, the big story of the show, and we'll talk about that first, because I forgot to write it down. Oh? The Ziggler heel turn. Or was it? Well, we weren't exactly sure when it happened, because, you know, Ziggler basically turned on Kalisto. After Kalisto came in to make the save, after Baron Corbin was going to hit him with a chair. So, you know, when Kalisto sees the chair and, and Baron Corbin has it, he goes, I want to play! And so he came out to play. He got taken out by Ziggler with a, with a super kick because he, he didn't want his help. 
Yeah, basically the Kill Bill sirens went off for Kalisto and he went down there to go after Corbin and, well, he ended up getting beat up by Ziggler. Ziggler stomped around saying he didn't need anybody, he could do it all on his own, and he sort of stormed off and we all sat here and we're like... Was that a turn? Because the fans were chanting, yes, 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 yes. It's like, I think it was a turn. I'm not sure if it's a turn. It was followed up by him beating up Apollo Crews in the um, locker room, so it's like, yeah, this is a turn. It was definitely a turn. About four months too late, but hey, he did the turn. Yay? Yay, he did the turn. Um, other things that happened on SmackDown, Natty said, they, Natty and Nikki did a promo, and they went back and forth, and one of the lines Natty threw out there was, you're gonna die, when John Cena leaves you, you're gonna die alone. She'll only die alone if she wants to die alone. Um. I don't know what to think about this promo. It was good and bad at the same time. They need to take the Cena relationship out of this. They need to stop, you know, because that's such the easy, again, it's the easy thing to go to, right? It's, oh, you know, well, I'm going to target your relationship with Cena because, you know, I'm so happily married and you're not. And it's like, Nikki ain't going there yet in terms of Natty and TJ's relationship. She's probably not going to. But it's like, there's more that Nikki Bella has done in her career in terms of pissing everybody off than dating John Cena. There's more to her than that. And I feel like they're taking the really easy out when they're scripting this and just having Natty take the really cheap shot, which I get she's the heel. But she's going after the low-hanging fruit. And John Cena has mentioned that, you know, that they go after John Cena with the low-hanging fruit, and I think they're doing the same thing with, with uh, uh, Nikki. They're and go- it's like... They're going after it. Well, and I mean, they've kept it out of it for a while. It's only It was only a matter of time before they eventually brought it to TV. And they went for that. But I think they already did it with Carmella, and Carmella used it perfectly. I think this is I think this is a little too much. Carmella used it once. She no, she used it a couple times, but she really hit it hard once. Yeah, she hit it hard the one time and then she sort of would like allude to it, or she would find another way to hit it. Natty, it's like consistently every single time she just keeps harking on it, and it's like, you know what? I don't think Nikki really cares. She doesn't, as you can see by the way, way she responds to it. She she doesn't care. She's disapp- her, her role, she's disappointed in Natty. She doesn't hate Natty. Natty hates her, but she doesn't hate Natty. But Natty's trying to do anything she can to piss her off, and none of it's really working. Except she laid her out with a big forearm, because, you know, that's what she does. Which was sick, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like, you have Natty going for the low-hanging fruit, and it's like, for everything... It's like, here's the thing. Natty got pushed down for years... Because she didn't line up to the diva tropes. She was kind of the enhancement talent for all the other girls that came through, including the Bella Twins. It's like, why don't you have Natty go for that? Why don't you have her air her grievances for that? The fact that she was never the pretty girl. She was always the one that got pushed down. You know, and it was all... And if you want to steal something from Total Divas, have it be like, you know, it was all Brie and Nikki's fault. Brie and Nikki were the ones that pushed her down, that kept her down. They've been keeping her down. They keep her down on Total Divas. And they co- sort of hit that a little bit. She did mention the looks, but it wasn't. she didn't go that deep with it. But you could go that deep with it, because then it's like, it's actually Natty having a reason to go after Nikki beyond, it's just Natty going, oh, well, you know, John Cena's never going to marry you, John Cena, you're going to die alone, you know, he doesn't love you, you're so fake with your fake tits and whatever. I mean, it's like, it's stupid girl stuff. It's like, you know what, if you want to have Natty be pissed off and have her air agreements at Nikki Bella, be like, you know what, it's your fault. That I never got to where I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be on top of this division. I was supposed to lead the Divas Revolution. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do that. In the typical heart fashion. And have her look at Nikki and be like, you came back and you ruined 
all of it for me because you took it all away and you pushed me back down just like you did the first time you were here. Make it personal rather than fake. Yeah, and it's like you could take it all the way back to OVW where it's like you did it in OVW, you did it the first time you were here, and you're doing it now. You are holding me down, you are holding me back, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of your crap. That would be the way to do it. Um... Because, I mean, realistically, it's like, if you wanted to go further with it, because this is just something I feel really passionate about, it's like you could have Natty look at Nikki and be like, you know, you're all about this woman's empowerment thing, but we all know how you really are. If you mm-hmm. want to call her out for being fake, mm-hmm. and you'll basically bring up everything she did while she was Divas Champion, if you really, really, really want to. I mean, it's, there's stuff there that they can use. So it's like, again, I don't understand why they're going for... The really cheap, easy, low-hanging fruit. I just don't get it. You good? I'm good. In other women's news, there are multiple La Luchadoras. So confusing. So Becky was fighting La Luchadora. La Luchadora 1 went underneath the ring. La Luchadora 2 came out the other side. Looked very familiar. Shrunk about five inches. And tapped out. It was Alexa Bliss who got revealed under the mask. But then the other La Luchadora came out from underneath the ring. So now we have two, and they both laid out Becky. So who's the mystery La Luchadora? We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I guess we will have to wait and see. In more more women's stories, James Ellsworth and Carmella, they're an item. It's a thing. Sort of. Carmella is using James to get over in terms of winning matches, because he helped her win on SmackDown. And the best part of it had, had nothing to do with... had nothing to happen on SmackDown. It happened on Talking Smack, and they were really... They have good chemistry with one another, and it's a, they found another use for James Ellsworth, which is fine. You keep him around a little longer. They moved him on to the next story. Daniel Bryan then started, you know, they were questioning, why are they together? Why are they together? And, and Daniel Bryan, there's probably a reason, and then he started refer, basically referring to the size of James Ellsworth's package. He's not small everywhere. I want to know why Daniel Bryan knows the size of his thing. Just saying. I did not need to know that about James Ellsworth. I really didn't. And I promise you, his thing is not as good as Cass's. Just saying. How you doing? The women drama continues on. Maurice, in retaliation for what Renee did to Miz, decided to go and slap Maurice. Or Renee, rather. Maurice slapped Renee. And wow, was it a vicious slap. She didn't play with those. No, she, she didn't pull any punches with those. No, she didn't. No, she really, really didn't. She just kind of goes for it. She just rears back and she's like, smack. Mm-hmm. And this was all a setup because it was the start. The whole show was built around Dean Ambrose versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. But I want to talk about the slap first because I feel like they did mishandle this just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, and I've seen people pointing this out, and I kind of have to agree with them a little bit because it's like you had Renee Young in the heat of the moment put her hands on an active wrestler, a WWE superstar. She is not in ring talent. She is non-wrestling talent that is there to do interviews, she's not supposed to be putting her hands on the talent in that way. Qualify that. She, as far as we know, did not get any kind of reprimand or punishment. She did apologize. She did say she was sorry and showed remorse for it, but she wasn't fined. She wasn't punished. We never saw that. And it was never alluded that anything happened to her. You have Maurice, find Renee Young, slap Renee Young in malice and walk off and she gets fined. And it's a different situation because if for Renee, Miz said something, he offended her, it was a heat of the moment thing, and she slapped him versus Maurice who sought Renee out, 
with the intention of hurting her, with the intention of assaulting her, mm-hmm. and went through on it. So I can see why Maurice would be fine, but it's like they should, it's like something really should have been done. You know, whether they come out and say Renee Young got fined, whether she had to go home off the tour, you know, whatever. Some She got written up, some sort of formal punishment for her. So that way it kind of balances out because now it's like, okay, well, Maurice got punished, but Renee didn't. The out on that was Daniel Bryan was not there when the slap happened. That's, but it's recorded. I understand that, but that's their out. It's a stupid out. I'm just I'm just throwing out the facts. It's on live television. I'm just throwing out facts. I know, but it's on live television. No, I, I agree though that she should probably have been fined or whatever. But Maurice was fined five thousand dollars by Daniel Bryan, so it is what it is. Now <laughs> we go to the IC title match. And it, it, I, I saw a post like. Months ago, Daniel Bryan and Miz were yelling at each other, and Renee was being the peacekeeper. Now Renee and Daniel Bryan were yelling. <laughs> Renee and the Miz were yelling at each other, and Daniel Bryan was being the peacemaker. It's all come full circle. Like, he's just like getting into it with everybody. He's getting himself over on Talking Smack, which is great. He has been he has been the star, one of the stars of SmackDown in the last six months. Oh, he's been their workhorse. Mm-hmm. He's been holding it down, man. He really, really has. So the Intercontinental title was on the line. Miz versus. Dean Ambrose. Maurice was thrown out. Uh, she did slap Dean Ambrose um, during the match, and there was the thought of the match was supposed to be disqualification. And instead they threw Maurice out, and Dean would eventually win the Intercontinental title. Go Dean. Go Dean on that one. Uh, Miz went on Talking Smack saying the match should have been, should have ended. He should have, Dean Ambrose, uh, Miz should have been disqualified, and Dean Ambrose should have won the Intercontinental title because of what Maurice did. That's his storyline reason for, for it. I'm sad Miz lost the belt, but I think he's in a good position right now. I just, as we just did fantasy booking, I really hope he gets spotlighted at WrestleMania. He deserves it. Hell, he should get a WWE Championship match this year. He may get it. He deserves it. He really deserves it. He should be in that that picture. He deserves more just because of how hard he's been working. I mean, his promos, everything he's been doing have been just on point lately and it's like i think they finally took the handcuffs off of him and let him go to work and let him do what he really does best now now i will say this do not move the miz to raw please do not move the miz to raw please do not move the miz to raw why because he'll get lost in the shuffle he doesn't need to be on raw please don't put him back on raw he's great on smackdown it's the show for him thank you this has been a public service announcement spent by the rack yeah Woohoo! now we have one more female drama so much female drama, Jesus. I know. The diva Randy, Randy Orton stole the line from diva Luke. Okay, Luke's not a diva. <laughs> the only diva is Bray. It's Bray Wyatt. Anyway. He wants to be a diva so bad, it hurts. But yes, Randy stole Luke's line, and Luke gave epic level murder glare to Randy. <laughs> epic levels of murder glare. It was kind of amazing. He's like, son, you did not. Tell me you did not just do that. But he did. So the, I mean, it's like, it's all working up to Luke just taking Randy out. It's like one of these days, Bray's going to finish his promo. He's going to turn his back and that's going to be it. Like Luke is just going to like kill Randy right there. It's just going to happen. It's going to be amazing when it does. I can't wait for it. Because again, I need... Luke versus Orton, the battle for Bray Wyatt's love. Next week on SmackDown, it will be the tag team title match, American Alpha versus the Wyatt family. So I'm looking forward to that. John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Uh, they did a contract signing. Really good stuff between both guys. 
Baron Corbin came out at the end, setting up that matchup. I thought that was really, really good. Cena's mm-hmm. been on fire lately. He's motivated. Yeah, he has. He's motivated as all hell. I like it. Um, and there's one more match, like, and Nikki Bella versus uh, Natty next week on SmackDown. So that's a, I like how we have matches and segments already planned for SmackDown a week in advance. Makes oh my god, it's like they have a long-term plan. I know. It's, it's great. Anyway, let's move on. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. This is going to be really super quick, because it really wasn't much. It was, a, it was a film show from Australia. It was a two, almost a two-hour show. It was better than the Japan show. A lot better than Japan show. Uh, we saw Samoa Joe and Shinsuke again. They, re- they re-aired that one. Um, but uh, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller challenged. Team 61 challenged Gargano and Ciampa. That was a good match. Really good match. Great match. DIY. Fantastic. DIY retained the belts. I thought the crowd was hot for it. Uh, Ember Moon took on Billy Kay and Liv Morgan. Ember Moon with the victory. I thought the girls had a fine match. The crowd was hot for them, too. The crowd was really good. Um, the crowd was really good for Buddy Murphy, because, you know, hometown and all. Well, Billy Kay's hometown, too, but, you know, they gotta get over this 10 thing. They, they really do need to get over a 10 thing. Oh, they were trying to do the, hey, we want some Billy, and, and, and you know, she, she was not having any of it, which is great. She did not play into it. Uh, but it was Ty Dillinger and Blake, and Buddy Murphy taking on Elias Sampson and Bob Rude, which saw Ty and Buddy beating Sampson and Rude. Rude only loses in tag matches. He should stop doing them. He really should. And the Revival took on, defeated Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. So yeah, it was a better show than the Japan show. Um, the crowd was hot for it. And, uh, we'll see where it goes. Next week, I believe we re- return back to Full Sail and get back to regularly scheduled, um, NXT. I believe next week, what, is the 11th? Oh yeah, so next week, it is DIY versus the Revival for the tag titles, I believe. Ew. That should be a lot of fun as we're building to NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Woohoo! But that'll Can't do it. wait. But that'll do it. That does do it, so well, do your plugs. Everyone, once a day, go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. You have from midnight to midnight to vote once a day. Vote for the rack, for show of the year, female interview of the year, Bella Twins. Or media interview, you have the choice of Jeff Jarrett. Or Barry Blank, a.k.a. Kelly Kelly. But once a day, WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Saturday night, midnight, is the CB Radio, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. We'll go through the blame robs. We'll do some fun stuff. It's CB Radio, CB Radio Live.com, CB Radio Live on Facebook, and the Twitter. Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Starts the all-time greatest theme song. The longest all-time greatest in the history of all-time greatest. It begins Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, at WTR Sunday on the Facebook and the Twitter. Monday night, it's the Raw Post Show, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of Rack, live, 10 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rack Radio Show. We made a slight change. My Journey Wednesday has turned into Wild Card Wednesday because you'll never know what you'll see on there, but you'll see content five days a week. Including currently available the Throwback Thursday featuring John Cena versus Edge from the Royal Rumble from a few years ago, and the King of the WTR Tournament featuring Tim Stein versus Omega. 
check it all out. YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. We're on Twitter at Rack Radio Show. Facebook.com slash Rack Radio Show. RackRadioShow.com. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Search Rack Radio Show. Follow me on Twitter at Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. On the Twitter you, at Wild Talk Radio, you can keep up to date with the WTR Fantasy Season 3. You can follow me on Twitter at LinsWard, L-A-N-S-W-R-D, and go to my website, psychwarddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at behance.net slash LinsWard, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out the awesome sponsors, Gerwick.net, TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans, and Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Like Rock said, don't forget to vote for us at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Midnight to midnight, once a day. Help us out, folks. We greatly appreciate it. Put out the word. Tell your friends, your family, strangers on the street. Tell them to go vote for us, because, well, we're trying to win the big one. But, for Rock, I'm Lindsay. We're out, because we've already cast our vote. So, we will see you next week with The Rack, only on WildTalkRadio.com. Till then, bye! WildTalkRadio.com